What's up, everybody? It's Steve Skaggs, and you're listening to the Mighty Mighty Marson House with Tim Lawson. Swing gon' stop right here to the spotlight there. Give me some burn on my face. We took it from the black right here to the top right there. And we did it all in your face. You know they gon' love it. All right, next on Mighty Mighty Marson. I wasn't cool. Everyone made fun of me in school. They laughed at me. They called me names. I felt like such a fool. I hated every moment waking up in the morning. Kept a secret from my parents so their stomachs weren't turning. I- Carson House, I have uh, another alum from the Veteran Empire podcast. Mr. Uh, I'm assuming you're going by Wrath still these days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to ask because when I had our Sonic on the show... Uh, see, I, I did it again. Apparently, he's going by TMR now for the Marine rapper. I can't, I can't keep straight some people that keep on shifting their their stage names. But you're still Raf. We originally met via Veteran Empire, and you know you're you're a Marine veteran. We've ch- we've talked about your music and stuff before, but we're gonna get a little bit deeper into sort of the roots that you have inside of hip hop and and your music. So let's um let's start with you know where you're originally from. And what your first exposure to hip hop was? All right, so uh, I'm from the Bronx, where you know the birthplace of hip hop. But yeah. um, Bronx was born in the South Bronx. I am from the West Side of the Bronx, so more of like the Fordham Road, Kingsbridge area. And that's like Fordham Road is like the like the top. Like everybody pretty much shops at Fordham Road. It's like the number one like shopping like shopping area in the Bronx or uh, somewhere like top five I, I, I'd say yeah so I was uh, I was born in the Bronx born and raised uh, and I've lived in the same area my whole life and um, wait what was the second question <laughs> what, was, what was your first exposure to hip-hop whether the whether music or the culture whatever it may be but what, what, when did you first like learn and experience what you believe to be hip-hop all right, so uh, when I was uh, when I was real young, when I was born, the uh, trains were still getting trains were still getting a uh, uh, you know like people were still doing drawing graffiti on trains, um, and that's that was probably the very first. I mean, I had no idea. I thought it was just you know I I, I thought it was just people writing their names on trains, but yeah. um, I was a kid. I was I want to say maybe four or five years old, um, and I didn't really know too much. Uh, but you know, my, my, my mother didn't have a car at the time. So we, we took the train everywhere and, um, yeah. So, you know, people tagging up on trains was pretty much the very, very first, um, my very first exposure to hip hop. Nice. So then, uh, how, so then when did, when did you start getting into the music? It was more, it was towards, uh, I want to say I was about 10 or so. Uh, cause my brother, my brother was very into, um, like hip hop music, and and he was more towards like the gangster rap, uh, like that kind of element of it. Uh, and growing up, I really wasn't into it at all. I was into pop music. I loved every, like everything Disney Channel. Like that was me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was into that. I was I was a, I was uh I really embraced my childhood, you know. And I I had a very very childlike childhood, you know. So, um, but my brother was very into it and I looked up to my brother. I did everything he did. Me and him were like best friends growing up, uh, until, you know, until he started kind of shifting off into the negative side of, of life. 
and I kind of backed away instead of helping him out. You know, I didn't think I was able to because he was, uh, you know, he I was a lot younger than him. I was five years. So uh, he started like joining certain, uh, I don't want to say which things, but he started joining certain cliques mm-hmm. that weren't very, um, that weren't doing positive things. And, uh, yeah, so he started rapping and going that route. And I started seeing that he started getting very popular off of it. So I had asked him, I was like, hey, you know, I want to do a song with him one, one day. I wanted to do a song. And he, he actually wrote the very first thing that I ever rapped. And uh, I, would, I don't think I'll ever forget the very first bar, which was, uh, which I actually used it. I've actually regurgitated it already. Um, recently, but it's it, it was uh, I'm a young Puerto Rican just making it on top. The name's Money Grip, the one that won't stop. And my mm, brother, Money my Grip, brother, my brother had named me Money Grip. That was my first rap name. <laughs> How many? Uh, so your 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 wrath now, which is an acronym. Tell everybody what the acronym's for. Yeah, so wrath W R A T H. It stands for writing real and true hip hop. So how so did it go from money grip to wrath or is there another alias in there somewhere? Oh no, there was a ton. Oh god. <laughs> there was a ton of different names. I started off as wrath. I mean, I'm sorry. I started off as money grip. Then um I, you know, I took a shot at Canon, which made no sense. I was just trying to sound cool, you know? So I was thinking of the coolest names that I could think of and I had no real reason on why I wanted to be named that. I was just thinking of cool names. So yeah. First was Money Grip, then Cannon, then um, I had a, a friend of my brother's, uh, since I was so light-skinned, he said, hey, you, sh- you should change your rap name to Powder. <laughs> so I was Powder for like a song or two, and then um, then when I finally got to eighth grade uh, was when I met a, I had a friend who was, he was like more into the like the gothic music and like heavy metal and you know death metal and all of that, and um, you know as a kid, eighth grade, what I'm, I think I'm what, uh, twelve years old. I'm still trying to find myself, and uh, I kind of went that route for a little while. And his name, like his alias, he wasn't a rapper or anything, but his alias was Sin. And uh, we were talking one day, and he told me, uh, he told me, hey, it should be like sin and sadistic. Like we were like the two mm. sin and sadistic and I was going to be sadistic. And uh, that was going to be my gothic name. And uh, that obviously didn't work out. So uh, one day I had got into a big argument with a teacher at school who thought I was cheating on a math test. And I had another friend at the time come up to me and he's like, hey, uh, don't show the teacher your wrath. And from there, like, Wrath just stuck, hmm. you know, and because, you know, he, it, it came out as a joke and, and I just, I kept it because that's what my, my friend, Sin, well, whatever, that's what he was calling me and everybody just started calling me that, so I kept it. And, uh, it, yeah, from there it evolved. I mean, Wrath was just, it, it made no sense because when I, when I really started, like, writing i was writing a lot of love songs and things like that so a lot of people were like how are you wrath which means anger which is a seven deadly sin it means anger but yet you're writing about love music and i'm like i don't know so i was just trying to think of reasons why i would be called that and um it just wasn't nothing was fitting until uh one day i was you know just at work 
at my old job. I was at work, and I'm like, I need this to mean something, and I need it to mean something valuable to me, you know, something that means something. And I came up with uh, writing. Re- no, I came up with and true hip hop for the ATH. And I'm like, I need something for the W and the R. And I was like, writing something and true hip hop. And what I did was, um, I spoke to a no, I actually wrote it, wrote a status on Facebook. And I was like, yo, I need help. Like, what can I put? And I had a kid uh, named Jacob who's a friend of mine, and uh, he was just like real. I was like, writing real and true hip hop. There you go. And from there, I kept it, and I would never take the the credit from him because he was the one who gave me my R. Wow, that's uh, that's that. There's a lot more to that than I would have uh, originally guessed. And uh, you know, I have talked a couple times regarding uh, you know on on different interviews and talking about your music. And it's funny that this uh, this whole story is just now coming to light. So yeah. uh, tell us about. I mean, you were in New York, man. You were in you were in the Bronx. You already talked about. You know, people getting up on on the trains, and you're you're getting into getting the rap. I mean, what what else was there in like the hip hop culture where where you were when you were growing up and getting into the, into the music? You know, that's a perfect question because uh, growing up, I was very exposed to break dancing, and I didn't know. You know, I I didn't know that break dancing was a part of hip hop. You know, growing up, I didn't know. I just thought it was a form of dancing. And um, I had uh, my sister used to. Well, actually, my mother, my mother knew, uh, my mother knew a break dancer by the name of Crazy Legs. Crazy Legs. Yes, I know my who mother, Crazy Legs is. Yeah, my mother knew knew him. Uh, you know, just around from around the area. Nothing too, nothing like too too special. But um, she got introduced to a another guy named Speedy, B Boy Speedy. And they were part of the New York City Breakers, and uh, is this before uh, Crazy Legs was was with Rocksteady? I think so. Okay, I think so. Yeah, and uh, so she got introduced to B to B Boy Speedy. They kept in contact, very you know, occasionally, like once in a blue moon. And uh, one one day, my brother was having an event at DeWitt Clinton High School, which is the same high school I went to, and. Um, they were asking. They were asking my brother because he was. I think he was like one of the coordinators. If he knew any dancers, so my brother reached out to my mother, and my mother reached out to B Boy Speedy, and he got the New York City Breakers to come and perform at the school, uh, and they did like a whole, you know, a whole like routine, where my sister actually started dating one of the break dancers, and you know they uh, they you know they would come to my house and we would go to their shows, and from there. They kind of like I started like wow it's cool like all the flips and everything I wanted to learn how to do it, and um, from that point on I started asking like asking questions I, you know and I was still a kid I was at this point what my brother was in high school oh yeah what yeah what what year is this this was uh, all right so if my brother was in high if my brother's five years older than me he was in high school I would say. Uh, yeah, you're not that old. I, so yeah, so this is this has to be well past because cra- Crazy Legs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was way past that. Yeah, he because he founded Rocksteady, so this had to be this had to be post Rocksteady then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this yeah. was way after okay. that. This was in like two, I forget, like, I forget the, that you're much uh, younger than I am. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this was in the this was in the 
Uh, early two thousands. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well so, past. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But he's uh, he's also Puerto Rican, which I think which uh, is probably explains why uh, how, how your mother had to connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they they all kind of knew each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because when my mother was younger, you know, she dated some of the dancers and things like that. And she knew a lot of them. Um, so, so yeah, so when they got introduced, you know, so I, that's how I kind of came across what breakdancing was and I wanted to learn it. And I mean, you know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't the greatest, but I knew how to do certain little things here and there. And, um, and that's when I started like learning about it. Cause I started asking questions and I'm like, where did this come from? And they're like, oh, well it was, you know, mix of, of, of Spanish music and just decided to throw some flips into it and I was like oh okay and um yeah so that's that's how I learned what it was and I just uh everything just pieced together pretty much can you still break dance now absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> I can so uh I'm a b-boy as well and it's it's I mean it's only gotten to the point now where um you know at like weddings and like marine corps ball and stuff like that I can do windmills and that's that's the extent of just about anything that I can do anymore. Okay, so let's uh you know it's it's been a while since we've heard anything from you, Rath. The last song I think I heard for you, from you was the one for Sergeant Vincent is his name? Corporal Vincent. Corporal Vincent, I'm sorry. Is that is that still your latest track to date? Um as of right now, yeah. You know, I've been I've been very busy with uh, with school and work and, you know, and the Marines. Like, I've just been – I've been pulled in so many different directions that um, it's getting – like, a lot of people are questioning, like, if I'm, like <laughs> – if I'm true – like, if I'm truly their friend because I don't hang out with them anymore. It's not that I don't hang out with them. It's just I'm always busy. If I'm not at work – if I'm not at one of my jobs, I'm at school. And if I'm not at one – if I'm not at any of those, I'm trying to, you know, sleep – yeah, so, sleep is important, man. Don't let anybody tell you different. When people when people are like, "Oh, I only ever need like four hours of sleep a night," like, no, yeah, that's gonna yeah. catch up to you and it's gonna it's gonna bury you. Yeah, um, and then and oh. I'm sorry for for cutting you off, but you know, I also started a new goal which um, has nothing to do with music. But in 2016, I want to join. I want to run in a um, all natural like semi bodybuilding competition. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that. I, I saw that you're getting into fitness and stuff like that. What motivated that? Let's take a, a small step away from your music real quick. What motivated you to get like into fitness and have that be a, um, a prominent part of your life? Uh, well, it's always Were been you getting fat. So- no, no, no. <laughs> it, it, it's always been in the back of my head, and it's always something that I started and stopped, started and stopped, started and stopped, and I would stop for reasons because I was lazy. And um, once I, you know, I, my biggest inspiration, honestly, was uh, my girlfriend right now. And she, uh, she was the same way. She would start and stop, start and stop. And then we took a year off from dating each other, got back together. And uh, when I, we got back together, her body was ridiculous. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, like, where did this come from? And she's like, from fitness. And I'm like, so you've really been working out? She's like, listen, I mean, we've been, we, we haven't been together for about a year now. Um, you know, don't think that, that you weren't on my mind for that year. 
and I needed to get you off my mind somehow. So I chose fitness and I was like, whoa. And she really like her body. I mean, she was never she was never out of shape, you know, but she toned up. And I was like, well, okay, now, now I have to like do this, you know, I can't stop. And she just, she hasn't quit. She has not quit at all. Amazing. And she, to this day, she works out, she works out, she works out. And I'm like, I'm going to meet you there. I like that. So let's, uh, let's get back to your music and yep. let's, let's talk about your creative process, man. I mean, I know it's been a little, it's been a little while, um, yeah. but you know, if, if you were to get involved with a song this week, what would your creative process be like? Uh, well, I have to listen to the music um, and just pretty much put myself in that position of whatever the song is based on, you know. Um, actually, I lied to you because a song I did, uh, Corp, the song for Corporal Vision is not my latest release. I mean, it's my latest solo release. However, I did a, um, I did a contest recently where um, I, had a, uh, I had my old engineer um, he put me onto it. It was a song about, oh, it was an artist doing a song about child abuse, like sexual child abuse. And, um, you know, the, she, she was writing this, she wrote the song and she had left the second verse open for anybody to come and do a song on it or, you know, a verse or whatever. And, um, and I jumped on it. I mean, I'm not a victim of sexual child abuse. However, I put myself in that position and I imagined what it would be to be a, a kid, you know, a young boy cause, and, and, and them getting, uh, you know, like sexually abused. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I know stories. I've heard people, you know, I've watched, I think I've watched a lot of, um, Law and Order, SVU, and I've seen things like that where uh, I'm never, I've never personally experienced it. I know people who have, um, and 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 just little things like little comments that I've retained in my head, um, I've used, I used in the song, and um, you know, I mean, it, it's it's really a matter of putting myself in that position, depending on the song. So if it's like a real. Um, if it's like a real like touchy song, like something like that has like a touchy subject like that, like even if I didn't experience it, I would put myself in that position and I would mentally put like kind of uh, go through it. And then I would imagine what it would be to go through it and just write about it. Okay. When's, um, but uh, it, when's that releasing? What I the, the it was just a contest um entry that I did. It's actually up on SoundCloud right now. Oh, so it is available. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, you know, it's nothing. I mean, it's nothing that I'm making money off of. Right, but, right, right. You know, it's I kind of I felt like I needed that because I I've been under so much writer's block because I have so much that I want to write about. I just don't know where to start. You know, because I've had two years, uh, nearly two years of things to experience, you know, and you said you haven't heard a lot from me, but it's because, um, you know, I haven't like, like an artist needs to experience something to create. So I, I, I'm just trying to experience a lot so that when it's time to sit down and write, I'm not stopping. Like I'm not, I'm not going to stop writing, you know, I, cause I'll have so much to write about. Yeah. When stopping at nothing came out like 20, 2012, right? Like late 2012. Yeah, yeah. November. Yeah, so um, it's it's been a couple years, but when you when you first really uh, released that, I I had it in a steady rotation. I really uh, enjoyed the the material that 
uh, that you put on there. You know, I don't have a specific lyric that I really want to get into, but I do want to talk about, uh, you know, the inspiration that you've gotten from your childhood uh, because, you know, you know, you just mentioned that you know you you um, you worked on this song for uh, you know sexual abuse towards children, but you have done a lot of material on being bullied. I mean, that's that's a stance that you've taken in your music. I wasn't cool. Everyone made fun of me in school. They laughed at me. They called me names. I felt like such a fool. I hated every moment waking up in the morning. Kept a secret from my parents so their stomachs weren't turning. Was it therapeutic? I mean, two years later after it's done, do you feel like you're you're more? Uh, at ease and at peace with uh, with with what happened during your childhood because you had this outlet. Absolutely, um, I I've performed like to this day I still perform that song. People request for me to go and perform it, and so um, stay strong, right? Yeah, stay strong. Yeah, and you know I I've never um, it's very it's it's very rare for me to get emotional about something. And the first, I want to say for the first, for the first couple months that I was performing that song, I would just, I would start to cry as I was performing it, you know? And um, especially, like, I touched every bass that I've wanted to touch. So I've performed that song at my first elementary school. I've performed that song at, um, at the school that I got bullied in. I performed that song at a street festival on my block right next to the place where I got into my first fight because of it, you know? So, um, it was, it was a lot of, a lot of like, um, opportunities that I had with that song to kind of just vent and vent and vent every time I performed it. And, um, you know, I perform it now and I still, I mean, you know, I still like feel it when I perform. But I don't think that the um, it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna sound. This is gonna sound so messed up. But I don't feel like the emotion is there anymore because it's been two years since I've, you know, since almost two years since I've put that song out. Yeah. That when I perform it, I honestly feel like I'm just uh, regurgitating a song, and I kind of want to put that song to rest a little bit. Um, but it's just been so hard since I haven't had anything else to come out, you know, to kind of come out with, other than that. Okay. Very well. Um, so one of the things that you mentioned, I, I, I believe you mentioned in that song, um, you know, like, like, that your parents didn't know. Yeah. Um, are they aware now and have you had a conversation with them since the release of this song? Yeah. Well, they found out, uh, when I wrote the song and so they know, I mean, I'm sorry, they found out when I released the music video, they had no idea, uh, you know, because my mom is paralyzed and she was involved in an accident that left her paralyzed. So um, when she when this was going on, you know, I didn't tell them because I didn't want my mother to, you know, kind of be stuck in a hospital, not being able to help me because I was like I was always, you know, I'm the youngest one. So I was like always like the mama's boy. Yeah. So I didn't want them not being able to help me. And then my dad, you know, he was he was already trying to you know, manage a job and then learn how to be dad and mom because now he had to learn how to cook and clean the house and do everything that my mother did. So, uh, cause we lived off of, we lived off of Chinese takeout for about six months. <laughs> so, uh, cause he didn't know how to cook. Right. And then when he started experimenting, the food was terrible. So we barely <laughs> ate. It's true. I mean, I love my father to death. No, it's, it's funny. True. You're like, you're like, Oh, you lost some weight. Do you eat? 
Yeah. Uh, they give us food. Um, <laughs> I just don't eat it necessarily. Uh, no, because he was experimenting with like with you know different just different types of food. I remember uh, I got real sick once because he experimented with curry chicken. That's a dangerous experiment to uh, yeah. to take if you're not aware. Yeah. yeah, and you know he's not he's he's not very big into cookbooks. He just likes to throw things in a pot and make it happen. So, uh, so where you know, so you've taken a couple years. So it's been a couple years since stopping at nothing. You said you know you're you're going through these experiences. So you have something new. Uh, you know, to put into your music. I mean, it's. I would hope with a with a, uh, a um, an album with a title song such as "Stopping at Nothing" that we will see more music from Raph. I mean, what's sort of on the horizon for you? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I I still believe in never giving up. You know, um, I mean, I just I just get a lot of goals that I want to accomplish. Like right now, I got a fitness goal that I want to accomplish. Um, you know, goals. I just. That's just a thing of mine that I I just once I, once I'm set on something I'm I want to accomplish it, but um, I mean right now I have um, I have my single that I'm you know it's it's out it's called um, Hip Hop's Gentleman and I've been kind of flowing with that idea for a little while because um, I you know I just don't feel that there is a gentleman of hip hop like I feel like people think of hip hop and what people think of rap and they automatically think of you know people degrading or you know people degrading women or women treating themselves like like you know like just yeah pieces of meat you know and everything's about twerking and 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 you know just doing a lot of crazy stuff you know and um yeah so i'm just I, i'm just just been trying to like deal with life and see and get those experiences like right now i'm dealing with betrayal from somebody that was very very close to me yeah. so I'm dealing with that. I'm also, you know, I'm dealing with, um, you know, breaking up with the love of my life and then getting back, you know, getting back together and being stronger than we've ever been, you know. And now I'm, I'm dealing with, um, you know, getting promoted, right, you know, because I got promoted to sergeant. Rah. So there's a lot of, yeah, right. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things that uh, I've, I've, you know, experienced within these couple of years that I can honestly write about. I just don't know where to start. And that's where my writer's, my writer's block is coming from. I just don't know where to start. And I feel like, personally, I mean, I know I'm putting too much thought into it because if I just got, if I just sat down and started writing, I'm sure I'd come up with something. Quality over quantity. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and, you. and I've written, I've written songs, you know, I've written tons of songs from, from stopping and nothing to today. But nobody's heard them because I'll listen to them. I'll record them in my house. I'll put them in my phone. You know, I'll jam to them on my way to work or whatever. And if I'm not bumping to them, they're not they're not worthy. Yeah. And right now, to like you know, I mean, I'm still listening to Stopping and Nothing, Stay Strong, and um, and It's a New Day, which are the first three songs on my album. Yeah, it's on my, a, my it's first a new day album. is my jam. Yeah, and and to this day I still listen to them, you know. Like I'll still like they'll they'll I'll put my phone on 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 you know on random or whatever, and they'll pop up and I won't skip them. However, the other songs on my album I'll skip, but those three and I felt like those three are like the it songs for me when when I was writing them, you know. Yeah. So I kind of I'm I'm looking to top that. 
I'm just trying to figure out how. So a pseudo lightning round here. Uh, some some quick questions with with uh, some quick answers. Uh, name a name an artist that you would uh, love to collaborate with. An art. Ooh. Ah, oh, there's so many. Um, does it have to be mainstream or it could no, be anybody? Uh, uh, I'm probably gonna get a lot of heat for this, but I would have to say Hobson. Is it, if it was hip hop, straight hip hop, it'd have to be Hobson. Okay. What about uh, what about a producer? Who do you wanna who do you want, who do you want to make your next beat? Oh, a producer. It would probably be uh, Pharrell. Pharrell, yes! Yeah. I like that. That's a good answer. Uh, where do you want to perform? Madison Square. Madison Square, yes. It has uh, to be. And then t- a close, a close, I mean, you've asked me this before. Yeah. And it was Madison Square, Yankee Stadium, and now the Barclays Center. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, you know, what's uh, what's a song that you wish you had back? What's what's a song? Uh, not necessarily that you want to scratch, but you wish you could do a little bit differently. Maybe uh, you know, just improve in some way and put it back out there. Uh, all right. So I did a song. I did a song a long time ago. Um, it was a, it was a like a, it was called Dare to Save You, and it's actually on YouTube right now. And I've been playing with the idea of re-releasing it. Um, obviously on a better, you know, on a whole different beat. Um, cause I didn't own the beat that I released it on. So, um, you know, just it's, it's called dare to save you. And that song was about, um, a girl who's dealing with all the, like, you know, she's dealing with three stages in her life. And, um, the first stage is she's going through child abuse. The second stage she goes, she's a teenager. She goes through uh, rape. And then the third stage, she's a lot older. She's getting married. Life is going well, but um her like life just takes a, tw- a quick turn and her husband just starts kind of beating her up the same way she used to get beat by her stepfather as a kid and um he ends up killing her but throughout this whole time there was a guardian angel watching her and the only way to the only way to get her to like quote unquote save her from this life that she was living was by killing her wow it's a deep song and i that's honestly not, that's, I, that's yeah deep. I, yeah, and I wanna I wanna rewrite it and re-release it, and I'm I'm definitely playing with that idea for uh, for my next project. Okay, you know we touched on this a little bit with you know the first three tracks on stopping at nothing, but you know which song are you most proud of? Song I'm most proud of? Oh man, I have a lot, but um, or at, least, say- at least one where you remember like you you got done, it got mastered, you listened to it, you're like yep, yep, that's my jam. Ah, uh, even though I want to retire it already, but stay strong. Yeah, nice. yeah, because that one—I mean, it's taken me so much so far. I mean, stay—I pref- I went to with that song alone. I've been to Florida. I got awarded with the Anti-Bullying Activist of the Year Award for 2014. Um, That's amazing. I yeah, I got—I performed that song for the mayor of uh, Puerto Rico. It was her and her—you know, like her court, her—I don't know what do you call it, but like her political yeah. kind of people and um and a bunch of kids at a school and i performed for them you know and that was also so that song has has really kind of taken me places and i'm that's probably the song i'm most proud of that's really cool yeah that's uh that's worthy of uh of pride all yeah. right so you know we I'm, i feature tracks on here like i did uh with some of my past podcasts what song do you think 
the 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 audience of Mighty Mighty Marson House should hear the best represent Raph. Should we give him uh, stay strong? Nah, you know what? Yeah. Oh man, best represent best represent. What do you me? want him to hear? Oh man, you know what? I got so much. I would definitely. You know what? Stopping at nothing. Stopping at nothing. Wonderful. Uh, who you want to give a shout out before you lead into stopping at nothing? Oh man, I just want to give a shout out to the Raft Nation. Uh, you know my fans, man. They they they've been putting up with this with this time that I haven't been doing anything, and they've been supporting me, and they know who they are because they, every time I post something up, they're always liking it. So awesome. definitely the Raft Nation and just my family. Raft, thank you so much for joining, man. Always a pleasure talking to you. I'm Law Dog, and on behalf of Steve. Ethan and the wrestlers here at Mighty Mighty Marson House. We'll see you next week.
gonna show you that this train is running express Stopping at nothing to prove that I'm the best This dream is real and I can never let it go I'm stopping at nothing You already know